Boys, welcome back to episode 31 of the Review Podcast, presented by TBR Sports, the flagship show here at TBR Sports. It's just me tonight uh, because doing this socially distanced thing is is it, it's a challenging, but also it's it be like you can just hear the difference in the audio quality when we're actually recording with our microphones in the in-house studio that we have versus recording over Skype. The audio quality is just 10 times better. But the main reason why it's just me tonight is because I'm talking about uh, some con- or topics rather in the sports world that like not necessarily everybody in TBR is tuned in with. And it's not like it's not like a negative thing. It's just I, uh, I'm i the only one who really uh, who really like watches soccer religiously, European soccer and like knows enough about it to talk about it and I know that we do have like people who who listen to TBR and who follow us who are soccer fans and I've definitely heard some people ask me to talk about soccer and like even offer up to do a whole podcast related to soccer which I don't think we'll necessarily do right now you never know down the line but for right now being a fan of European soccer with everything that's going on I think that it would be a good time to have a podcast to talk about it and I wish that I had someone else to talk about this because we could have a few, you know, mini debates, but there's just, you know, no one else in TBR really, uh, really listens to, or (laughs) not listens to, watches soccer except for me. So uh, I'm just going to do it solo and we're just kind of break some stuff down. Probably a shorter podcast than usual since we're not going with all the back and forth, but, uh, but yeah, let's get right into it. So the biggest thing that I want to talk about is obviously everything that's going on with the coronavirus and, uh, trying to reopen leagues talks of that are starting up now like uh Serie A today said that they're going to start their training in like the next few weeks um there's like heavy uh push from the British government to uh to reopen the Premier League and to finish the season out so that's what we're going to talk about first is the Premier League I uh it's a really interesting topic especially like it's probably one of the sports that that shut down at like the worst possible time when everything was kind of coming down the stretch and, uh, and starting to, to gear towards, um, postseason and, you know, uh, postseason tournaments and stuff like that. So obviously European soccer runs a little different than like American sports where like you have your, your, your sports league and then the sports league playoffs and then whoever wins the playoffs wins the league and it's a little bit different for like the premier league there is no premier league playoffs there's uh just the winner of the premier league with the best uh the best record the most points at the top which uh at the time of the uh the league ending was uh liverpool and then you have the champions league which is like all of the european leagues combined and it's like the top teams from each european each um top European league so obviously you don't have like the championship from England and um like the bottom leagues that you can get relegated to it's just the Premier League and like the top four teams make it in uh and that was also gearing up to to come down uh that had already been decided like who was in it was in the round of 16 and they actually played games with no fans before it was officially ended but one of the biggest topics of of controversy right now in the Premier League is if the season should be ended uh, where it was and to crown Liverpool champions 
or if it should uh, pick up where it left off uh, when eventually like everything can uh, can go back to normal with um, with having certain people like obviously soccer you can't socially distance like the players so uh, if they can if they can get to a point where they feel safe with um, with players being that close and like they said, staying in isolated hotels. And since it's a domestic league within, within England, like it's a little bit easier than um, like the champions league where you have people traveling from all different countries. So obviously this would be behind closed doors and uh, you would really only have like media personnel, players and coaches in there. And I don't even know if they would let family in uh, at that point, but uh, the biggest question especially since soccer has such a short off season uh is really only like a month or two in in the summer before it picks up again the premier league starts uh in the early fall late summer and then goes all throughout the year through the winter through the spring and then ends right at the beginning of the summer which was coming up right now before the coronavirus uh pandemic hit so the biggest question is should you resume play in probably they're talking about late May, early June. Should you resume play and finish the season out for the Premier League, or should you end the season where it end where it ended before the uh, the coronavirus hit and just crown Liverpool the champions? And it's a really interesting um, kind of issue that doesn't really happen in American sports because obviously we're having those those conversations like in the NHL. Um, they were talking about like who's going to win the president's trophy and should we just stop the season where it uh where it was stopped and give the Bruins the president's trophy and then go into the playoffs but in the Premier League there are no Premier League playoffs so the season ends and whoever's the best team in the uh in the table is the Premier League champion and then that team will go on and play in the Champions League uh knockout stage well they'll probably pass the knockout stages at that point if they're at the top of the league and they'll be in the or yeah they're, they're in the knockout stages but they're probably um they're probably already been playing since like the knockout stages will uh will have started so it's really interesting and I don't know if I have a solidified answer I'd love to have someone else here to talk about it but no one else really watches soccer so I'll, I'll give you my input to the best of my ability and uh another weighing factor is how dominant of a season Liverpool had uh so we're not talking about like uh like a really close race for for first place in the Premier League Liverpool had 82 points so uh 27 wins and only one draw and one loss on the season which is an insane record in the Premier League um and that gets them 82 points. They had a goal differential of 45. Uh, and they just were a dominant team. And they have a dominant lineup, especially um, Mo Salah, who came over from Roma a few years ago, kind of made a name for himself at Liverpool, big name for himself at Liverpool. Um, obviously, Klopp, the coach, they've just got a, a good program. Um, and they've really made their way in the Premier League in the past few years, especially with the addition of Salah on the offense. And it was such a dominant season for them that it almost like, if you were to cancel it, it it just like, it can't go without being recognized. If that makes any sense at all. This, they have, they have such a good team uh, on both sides of the ball, on offense and defense. They've got good mids. Um, it's, it's, especially with the amount of goals that they put up and the amount of points, 
it really would be a shame to see this team if if the Premier League were to 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 not um end the season and, and award them the uh the the league champion or or if they were to end the season. I don't really know what the possibilities are. I think it is on the table to end the season and have no winner. Uh, I also think it's possible to end the season and crown uh, Liverpool champions, but uh, it's also possible for them to resume play and have it play out. And then in that case, Liverpool will most likely uh, win the championship given how far ahead they are in the, uh, in the table. Uh, to put it into perspective for you, they've got 82 points. The team who's chasing them right now, and it is um, statistically possible, I believe, for them to be caught because they play 38 games in the Premier League. Uh, so right now they've played 29 games, so they still have nine more games to go. Uh, the teams that are, I think, still in contention are Manchester City and Leicester City, who have 57 and 53 points respectively. So let me do my math here real quick. So if they have nine more games to play, the possibility for points is 27. So that would put them at 84. So it is still mathematically possible for Liverpool, if they were to resume play and play out the rest of the nine games in the season in early summer, it is still mathematically possible for them to not retain the uh, the the first place seed that they that they had before the uh, before the league was halted. I don't know if it's possible for Leicester City. It might be. Let's do our math there too, and they might have more games to play too. So let's just you know, let's just say it's possible for both teams and. I think it would have to be a scenario that like Liverpool would have to lose the rest of their games and Manchester City or and or Leicester City would have to win the rest of their games. And realistically, that's just not possible. I mean, it's possible, but it's like not going to happen uh, because you have the number one team in uh, the Premier League right now and you have your the greatest offense in the league one of the greatest uh, coaches in Europe right now. It's just, they're not going to lose their next nine straight, and anything can happen, but they're not going to lose their next nine straight games, and Manchester City's not going to win their next nine straight games to take over first place. So that's where that, like, if you're a Manchester City fan, um, which, you know, my favorite uh, soccer player, Raheem Sterling's on Manchester City, uh, if you are a Manchester City fan... Uh, I can see like your argument if you were looking at the Premier League uh, title would probably be like, well, it's still mathematically possible for Manchester City to overtake Liverpool. And yeah, it's a decent argument. Like I, it's, it's one of those, I guess we'll never know what, uh, what happened type deals. And maybe we will never know what happened uh, or what would have happened. If it uh, if it were to uh, if the coronavirus were to never hit, I guess we'll never know. But the bottom line is, it just to me doesn't seem statistically, or not statistically. That's not a good word. It just doesn't seem like it's possible. And if you're Manchester City and and you have your your uh, your sights set on on playing or, or on winning the uh, the Champions League, rather. Uh, I, I don't know. I just don't, I, I, Liverpool had such a great season that it seems, uh, it, it seems really, uh, it seems really tough for, for Manchester City fans to, to even consider, um, 
like like contesting this almost. Uh, and especially for Liverpool, uh, Liverpool was knocked out of the Champions League, so they wouldn't go and, and play in the Champions League. They were knocked out of the 2020 Champions League, and Manchester City wasn't even in. So, or, or, I'm sorry, Manchester City was in, but uh, I think that... Oh, yeah, their second leg wasn't even played. So, if you're Manchester City, oh, that changes everything. If you're Manchester City, I wouldn't even... Like, if you're Manchester City fans, I wouldn't even care about winning the Premier League. Because you're, because the aggregate score of your um, knockout stage in the Champions League, the second leg is yet to be played. That changes everything. So Liverpool's out. So Liverpool was knocked out of the uh, of the Champions League by Atletico Madrid. Man City's playing Real Madrid, and I believe they are up two to one. I think they won the first match two to one. So if if Manchester City has a shot at the Champions League, um, I I just don't see it fit for them to to really want a shot at the Premier League title. Maybe just bragging rights to say that you won the league. But if you have a shot at the Champions League, the most prestigious title in European football to basically beat, to be crowned the best European football team across all leagues, then I I really don't see a reason why you would need to um, to want a shot at the Premier League title. I th- That changes everything for me. In, in my opinion, if... if if I were making this decision right now, and obviously you can't just make this decision off of off of like what's going to make each team feel better. And it was an unprecedented uh, time. But looking back at the season that Liverpool has had in the Premier League, 82 points, 27 wins. They, they, they play each team twice, once at home and once on the road. When we stopped... The league when the league was stopped, twenty-seven wins, one loss, and one draw, putting them at eighty-two points. Looking back at the season that they had, and considering that they've already been knocked out of the Champions League uh, knockout stages in the round of sixteen by Atletico Madrid, taking all of that into account, I, if I were making this decision, would end the uh, Premier League where it is now and crown Liverpool champions. Because the only team in my eyes that could mathematically de-seed Liverpool from the number one seed is Man City. And it, A, doesn't seem like it's going to happen because Man City would have to win out and Liverpool would have to lose out, which just is not going to happen considering how good Liverpool is. Man City's a great football team too. But Looking at how good Liverpool is, there is no chance that they lose the next nine straight games. And then it would only be a matter of like two points. So if Man City wins out and Liverpool loses out, like like then it's a it's a it's a huge what if. Considering that, and considering that Man City has a chance to play in the Champions League, like the second leg of their round of sixteen has yet to be played, but they're winning over Real right now. I really would just end the Premier League where it is because there's absolutely no competition in the Premier League anymore. Liverpool won the Premier League. Like, let's be real. Liverpool won the Premier League. Whether they get the title of Premier League champions 2019-2020, I don't know. But, like, in all reality, Liverpool won the Premier League this year. There's no questioning that. A, a, A historical season from Liverpool. Man City... 
not really a close second either. They're fucking like 30 points behind Liverpool right now. And they're playing for a Champions League title. So taking all of that into account and taking into account like we're not completely out of the woods with this whole coronavirus thing yet. Taking into account like if you were to rush to start playing the Premier League again, like what are you playing it for? Just to to settle a score between Liverpool and Man City to see who would who would have won the league title, because that doesn't seem all all that necessary to me either. I think if you're gonna resume play, resume it in the Champions League, which is the the league at this point that matters. That was in its round of sixteen knockout stages. Some of the second legs of the games haven't even been played yet, and it, it just doesn't seem realistic to to rush ahead and do the Premier League and not put the priority, if you're UEFA, to put the priority on the Champions League right now. Your top European soccer league, or playoff tournament, whatever you want to call it, if you did, like, I put the priority on the Champions League right now 100% because it was literally in, in like, season, like 100% in season. Some of the second legs of the, of the matchups in the round of 16 haven't even been played yet. And... I don't know. I really don't know. Um, it, it It's tough. Uh, it, it really is a tough call. It's going to be interesting to see what they do, especially now that like British government is, is, uh, is pushing the Premier League to like, to, to start up again. That's another thing too. If you have the government telling you that, uh, that you should start, uh, your league back up again, you're probably going to start it back up again. So it's going to be interesting. I At the end of the day, I don't like Liverpool. I really don't. I'm an Arsenal fan, but Arsenal's way, way out of it. They're in 10th right now on the table. I, I'd like to see Liverpool win just because of the type of season that they had, knowing that no one else is in contention to win the Premier League title. I really don't see it fit to, to resume play. They might, and Liverpool will probably win with nine games left, and Man City, like, 20... 25 points behind them in the table. They probably will, and Liverpool will probably win, and I'd be happy if that happens. But if they were to cancel, I just really hope that um, that Liverpool gets gets recognized uh, as the champions of the Premier League just because of the season that they had. So we'll uh, we'll monitor that, and I want to start posting too, like updates about that stuff on TBR because uh, it's going to be an exciting... Uh, once it does come back, it, it's going to definitely be exciting to watch. Um, even if there aren't fans in attendance, which there won't be, uh, it's just getting sports back, just getting live sports back is is all we're looking for. Um, and then now let's talk Champions League for a little bit because this is, is also another um, another aspect of European soccer that is being talked about a lot right now. Uh, so the Champions League was uh was can't or postponed suspended indefinitely whatever uh whatever you want to call it uh in early march when when all the coronavirus stuff started uh and a lot of people too are blaming uh like the first legs of games that were played without fans like they're saying that like the outcomes of those games were uh were were caused by uh were caused by like the coronavirus and 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 there was like high concentration of coronavirus uh, cases in the cities of the teams, especially I know like Atlanta and um, and Valencia, 
especially those two, they had a lot of high concentrations, like players and fans came back from the Champions League uh, round of 16 with positive coronavirus cases. So it wasn't, um, it wasn't necessarily the most accurate representation of what, you know, what soccer should be like um, from a talent perspective and just like a viewing perspective. The whole world was like falling apart and and probably not the greatest call, but they still decided to play these games without fans and to try and forge ahead as quickly as they could. And I understand the logic behind that, thinking that if the league's going to get canceled, the NBA had already canceled at that point, the NHL had already canceled. If you know your league's going to get canceled and it hasn't yet, trying to fit as many games as you can in like those next few days, that small window that you had uh, to try and just forge along as much as you could so that when you do pick it up, there's less to, to pick up with in less time. I, I appreciate that, uh, that train of thought and where that's coming from. But here's the biggest issue about returning with the Champions League. Serie A, like I mentioned earlier, starting their training again. Uh, German Football League starting their training again. Premier League sounds as if they're probably going to start their training again. Uh, and American sports, NBA, uh, are starting their training again. NHL starting their training again. So all these teams are getting back into the facilities within the next few weeks. Whether or not they start playing soon and traveling again, that that's a whole different story. Um, this is a major step forward, uh, but it isn't, like I said, we're not out of the woods yet. So we still have to be really careful about the steps we take. We can't just look at the numbers and see that the number of cases is, is coming down and leveling out and the number of deaths from the coronavirus are coming down and leveling out. You can't just look at that and say, okay, let's you know jam-pack uh, 50 athletes onto a plane, fly them to play against 50 you know, more athletes. You know what I'm saying. You can't just, you can't just jump the gun and do that. You have to actually uh, take the small steps, and that's what opening the training facilities is doing. So here's the issue with the Champions League, though, is that this kind of messes up the whole offseason of, of European football because players' contracts are expiring on June 30th. So if you can't start and fin- or pick up where you left off, resume, and finish the Champions League knockout stages where you left it off in, uh, in early March... If you can't do that by June 30th, then these teams are going to look completely different when you do decide to come back. Or are you going to push the offseason back and leave these players under contract for longer than their original contract stated? And I'm sure that players wouldn't have an issue with that if you were to approach a player and say like, hey, your contract was to expire on June 30th and you were going to be eligible to sign with other teams uh, in the transfer window, etc. If you were to approach that player and say, instead, you're going to be under contract until July 30th, but in that month that you were supposed to be talking to teams, you're going to be playing in the Champions League knockout stages, and then you can start talking to teams. I'm sure they'd be fine with that, but if you don't push the offseason back, that's your biggest issue is players could leave. And I guarantee you this, like, you're not going to, of the 16 teams, well, minus a few now that have already been knocked out, of like the the 10 or 13 or so teams that are still left in the Champions League knockout stages, 
of all those teams, they aren't going to keep their exact rosters after June 30th. Like, that's just a fact. That's what happens in the offseason in sports, especially European soccer. Players want to leave. Players want to come in. Coaches want to bring new players in. Coaches want to ship new players out. That That's just how it works. So there, there's no way that after June 30th, these teams are going to be identical to how they were in March when they began the knockout stages. So you have two options in my in my uh, in my eyes because it's not fair to play with completely different teams because then that opens up the possibility of like uh, for example a man city who's going into their second leg if they sign a huge player <laughs> after june 30th and then go and play in the knockout stages that's not fair to real madrid who um you know is playing in the second leg of a champions league knockout stage against a completely different team uh and the aggregate score still stays the same so it's not fair to give these teams opportunities to lose or gain players and then compete in the Champions League in a spot that they were in a few months ago. So you can't do that. In my opinion, there's no way you can play this Champions League after June 30th. So you have two options. Number one is you, it's the round of 16. So, uh, and there's only a few games left that have to play in the second leg. So if you open up your training facilities in early May, and you speed this process along. Let's say by mid to late May, you can start playing behind closed doors. You start immediately. You finish the round of 16 within like the next few days. As soon as you can start it, you do it. Uh, you pick a location. You get the teams that need to play there. And you play the games behind closed doors. Like enough said. And just finish that. That Now you're out of the round of 16. And then you can move on. And I think if you can... If by the end of May, if you can finish the round of 16 and move on to the next round and start the uh, the round of eight, the elite eight, whatever you want to call it. If you can do that and, and move on to the round of eight by the end of May, not finish the round of eight, but just at, at least have started the round of eight by, by late May, then I think you're well on your way to finishing the, the 2020 Champions League campaign by June 30th. Because then that gives you a month to do round of eight, round of four and then the champions uh, the, the two you know the final two the championship that gives you a whole month of june to do that before june 30th and i think if if health regulations and safety regulations allow it then i would go for it and i would just give a push and obviously you're not going to uh you're not going to spread out the uh the matches as you as you usually would in a regular season you would have to make these a little more compact, give teams and players less days to rest in between uh, in between legs of games. But I think it's definitely feasible if you were to come back in mid to late May to start up or finish the round of 16 and start up the round of eight and finish by June 30th. That's option one, in my opinion. Option two, and this is going to be really hard. You have the FIFA transfer window or not yes transfer window in the off season pushed back so you have that june 30th date where players can start renegotiating contracts with their clubs or negotiating new contracts with other clubs or asking for transfers things like that you push that date back maybe a month and then you push the off season back and the start of the next season back like a few weeks and then you kind of that's how you like level it out because then if you can't 
if you a can't start the the round of 16 up again in mid to late May uh, or you don't want to play too many games at a time because you want to limit the risk the the health risk and the health implications that these are going to have on the players if UEFA wants to go that route then if it's possible and I don't know that it is I think anything's possible at this point if it's possible to push back that June 30th date to July 30th and to maybe move the off season back and to maybe move the start of the season back just a few weeks not even like a month just a few weeks so the players still have the same amount of uh of rest for the off season and the same amount of time to renegotiate contracts and to uh and to renegotiate uh you know desired transfers um signings with teams you still have all that time to do that you just push the start of the season back and i don't know that that's possible because obviously not every um a not every organization is playing in the champions league and um obviously they have the europa league too uh, but not every team is, is under FIFA is, is qualifying for UEFA leagues. So that would kind of be, if you did it for the whole FIFA transfer window, that would be unfair to teams who aren't competing in those leagues because that gives them a longer offseason with an already additional rest that they had because of the coronavirus. And I think option two is probably a little more far-fetched because like I said, four Premier League teams uh, are able to get into the UEFA. So teams that aren't qualifying for UEFA Champions League or UEFA Europa League uh, who are in the Premier League, you have other Premier League teams who have an extended uh, transfer window than you do. So option two really doesn't seem feasible, but if like if there's a way to do that, I'm just thinking about ways that could save the Champions League. And uh, I think the best option, which I don't even know if it's an option, I hope it is because I just want to watch Champions League soccer, is to finish it by June 30th and to kind of speed the whole process up. And then you just start fresh next season. That, that, that's probably, hopefully, what's going to happen. But, uh, but I really don't know. Um, I, and I don't even know, like, what, they're, they're trying to, to speed this along. Uh, they're trying as hard as they can under all the health restrictions by, um, by the CDA and by... Uh, local government, not local governments, but national governments for, for these teams that are playing in these countries. They're trying as hard as they can to, to restart the Champions League, to restart the Premier League, to, to restart Serie A, to restart German football leagues. Uh, they're trying really hard, but obviously you just have these parameters that are set in place that you can't kind of, you can't go outside the lines when it comes to that stuff. So it's really hard for me to say. If they can get underway in May, I, I think I can see this thing finishing by June 30th. But uh, they initially postponed it um, to, to uh, they initially postponed until 2021. And then I think they, it was like suspended indefinitely. Um, I'm not really sure of the of the whole when when they're coming back, uh, if they if they plan on coming back um but it was initially suspended to 2021 um yeah it's it, it's really it's really weird um so the european champ i'm reading it now the european championship has been postponed until 2021 
but there's still questions surrounding the Europa and the Champions League. Um, they were talking about scheduling it for August. Um, and there's talks about um, there's talks about rescheduling for next season as well. This is really interesting to me because once again you have that June 30th date. So you would have to do something about that June 30th date because it seems unfair to me that you that you play these games with uh, with with like new players on these teams and um, and new uh, new players on these teams and old players like away from these teams. Like if you were to lose key players in uh, in the transfer window, that would then you just have a completely different looking team if if you play past that June 30th date. So yeah, it's weird. And it's also weird for me to 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 predict some sort of winner right now. Um I I really don't know. Uh right now, four teams have qualified for the uh for the for the quarterfinals. Uh PSG, uh Leipzig, Atalanta, and Atletico Madrid. So you still have four more teams that need to finish their uh their second leg and uh and to to qualify for the quarterfinals. So it's hard for me right now to give you a uh like a prediction of the Champions League, but I guess I'll try. Uh, I mean only four teams have qualified. Uh but from watching uh all the uh all the Champions League soccer, Premier League soccer, just European League soccer in my eyes, I think Atletico Madrid is probably going to be the favorite coming out of the round of 16, especially beating Liverpool. Uh, after the season that Liverpool had, I think, to me, Atletico Madrid, beating them in two legs was was a crazy feat. And moving forward, definitely the team to beat. And Atletico is just a really good team, always have been. Great stature as a Spanish football club. Uh, also, I like PSG. PSG looks really good. Uh, even in the game with no fans, they looked really good punching their ticket for the quarterfinal round. So, uh, yeah, as of right now, those are my two teams, uh, either uh, Atletico or PSG. Uh, if Man City were to sneak through, they might be a nice little undercard as a uh, as an English football club. And the same with, uh, with Chelsea. I think Chelsea's obviously um, the lesser of the two English clubs that remain. Uh, you had four in the round of 16. Uh, and Liverpool and uh, Hotspur got uh, got knocked out, but uh, Chelsea and Man City are still in contention to move on to the quarterfinal. Chelsea's obviously the lesser of the two teams, but for an English football club, I think Man City's my favorite. But overall, Atletico or PSG is probably going to probably going to be the favorites going into the quarterfinals. Atalanta looks good too. Um, Atalanta's always been good. Uh, especially playing well in the Champions League, it, it's really hard for me to say because we don't know who else is moving forward. We don't know if Barcelona is going to be in. We don't know if Napoli is going to be in. Uh, Leon or Juventus, uh, obviously Juventus having the greatest player in the world, uh, Ronaldo. It, 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 I just really don't know. It's hard for me to predict. It's one thing to, uh, it's one thing for us to like predict, you know, NHL Stanley Cup playoffs because those were kind of set or. NBA playoffs, but it's really hard to predict the Champions League because it started and didn't finish. So it, it, it it's really, uh, I could see this 
if it were to come back, I could see myself saying that, you know, Man City looks like the favorite and then seeing them lose to uh, to Real Madrid and uh, on the aggregate score and getting knocked out in the round of 16, which, you know, was started play but did not finish play. So it's hard to make a prediction. And I'm obviously, once it comes back, going to make more predictions and uh, and we'll review more games. Uh, but right now, of the teams that have gone through, Atletico and PSG, probably my two favorites. Uh, I'd love to see Man City make a run at it, though, that they're still in it. Uh, being an English football club, obviously, English football club, especially for, you know, Premier League clubs make it to the Champions League and go deep in the Champions League just because of the caliber everybody wants to play in the Premier League. And you see players from overseas going over to the Premier League just because of, you know, how much money you can make in the Premier League. Uh, TV ratings are up. Jersey sales are up. It's, it is, the in my opinion, the Premier League in Europe, not just in England. So everybody wants to play in the Premier League, and the talent is just higher, and the stakes are higher. The competition is higher, and obviously the best of the best aren't playing the Premier League right now. Uh, you could argue maybe like the third and fourth best are, uh, depending on who you have on your list. But, I mean, top two, Ronaldo and, uh, and Messi, neither of them are playing the Premier League right now. Uh, Messi has never, and, and Ronaldo started with Man U in the Premier League. Um, and then if you want to say, like, you know, if Neymar was, like, your third, he's not in the Premier League either, but maybe Paul Pogba plays for Man U if, if he's on the top of your list. I don't know, but the, it, I think, in my eyes, the Premier League is the most competitive league in European football, so that's why I think a lot of people want to play in the Premier League, but you see the top guys, they still stay in Serie A, and, and more in European leagues. And it's fun to see these clashes. So if, um, you know, you only get a certain amount of, of teams from each league, you had four uh, Premier League teams to start, you've got two left. It'd be interesting, and it always is interesting, to see an English football club go up against uh, a club from Spain or a club from France, uh, uh, etc. cetera, uh, countries like that. It, it, it's really interesting to see those two teams that never play against each other play against each other in the Champions League. And back to the original point, English teams usually do well in the Champions League just because of the talent and the competition in the Premier League. But, you know, it's always an interesting clash. Um, If you're going to have one or two or no teams move on to the quarterfinal, uh, if both Chelsea and Man City, one or the other, or none of them move on, it'd be interesting. But I'd really like to see uh, Man City make a run at the Champions League trophy. And yeah. (laughs) that's all I've got. Uh, I just wanted to hop on and talk about that. Obviously it's a little bit harder to talk about it when it's just me and I don't have someone to, to call me out or prove me wrong. But if you have ideas about it, drop them in the comments or DM us at TBR sports on Instagram. Uh, And also a quick plug soccer related. Uh, If anyone out there plays FIFA 20 and wants the chance to play against members of TBR, play with members of TBR, send TBR Sports a DM on Instagram and just say that, you know, you saw the post or you, you heard on the podcast you're interested and we'll give you more details. But uh, since we're all quarantined, we decided that we're going to uh, we're going to hit the sticks, as it were, and uh, and and, you know, try some new things, play with play with some new people. So if you're interested in that, let us know. But other than that, yeah, I mean, this was like the first podcast that we've ever talked about soccer. And I've wanted to talk about soccer for a long time. And I, I've been trying to get Chase into it, and he's, he's getting into it. But I, I tried to get him in at the wrong time because, uh, you know, obviously coronavirus happened. But once it comes back, I want to get Chase, like, really into it. And then he and I can come on and, and have, like, full-fledged debates and stuff like that. 
Um, but yeah, I really hope the Champions League comes back. I don't really hope the Premier League comes back because <laughs> it's it'd be something to watch. But at that point, like the competition's over. Liverpool's winning the champ, uh, the Premier League. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I've got. Thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed it, uh, make sure to share it around with your friends. Let us know that you enjoyed it. Let us know that you want more of this content. Go listen to uh, other podcasts that we have. Robbie Carpentier Morning Show, Socially Distant, Crunch Time with Colin Cater, and obviously the number one show, The Review Podcast, which is what you're listening to right now. This was episode 31. I am Brendan Ouellette. Thank you so much for uh, for tuning in. See ya. When I get older, I will be stronger. They'll call me freedom just like a